0: Welcome back for the last segment of this week's After Hours. There are... There is nobody, I think, in the literary landscape of Chicago who is busier than my friend Don Evans. Uh, Don does a million different things. He's the founder and president of the Chicago Literary Hall of Fame, and he's also just incredibly busy. The last time he was on here, he was driving his uh, his son back or to college somewhere, and he pulled off the road to do an interview. Don, we're going to talk now. Hi, Don. Nice to hey, have you. Uh, Don is, is the co-editor of a remarkable book called Wherever I'm At, an anthology of Chicago poetry. Don, this book is unbelievable, frankly. Uh, I, I'm, I am overwhelmed by the depth and the uh, enjoyment and the uh, international flavor of this book. I'm also overwhelmed by the introduction that you wrote. I think it is, I, and take this as a compliment, I think it's the best writing I can remember you doing. Am I wrong?
1: Well, I think it's the best writing I can remember doing, too, because I can't remember anything uh, anymore past yesterday <laughs> than the day before. So, um, but, yeah, it took me a while to craft it because it was... It's emotional. Know, Yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell the story of uh, why I got involved in this and why I decided to go forward with it, because uh, Robin Metz was uh, an incredible uh, human being. He was a a world-class poet. He was an institution builder. He had started the uh, creative writing program at Knox College, and he ran it for 51 years before Mm. he Mm. uh, got sick with pancreatic cancer. He um, he was the kind of guy that um, you know. When I met him at you know, the original, you
0: met him at the original Open Books on Institute Place, right?
1: I did, yeah. So Robin Metz for because uh, people may not know. Sure, he started the project back in two thousand nine. Uh, he recruited Nina Corwin, who is a well known and and fantastic uh, Chicago poet who uh, also has a poem in the book. Um, they, they got uh, a little ways, and then uh, the, the project stalled because Robin was busy, and he just couldn't get it done, and he put it aside. And by the time he talked to me about taking it over, it was sort of a deathbed kind of wish. Yeah. Um, it, had been, it had been dormant for a very long time. He had first started collecting poems in 2009. But at Institute Place at Open books, um, we were both included. Um, I had a short story, and he had a poem. In a literary journal, and there was a, a launch for it, and you know how these things sometimes go. It was kind of nasty weather out, and probably promotion for the event wasn't that
0: sure uh, sure
1: strong anyway, but there were literally nobody showed up, mm-hmm. it was just contributors. so we sort of sat around for a while until it seemed like it was okay to end the charade and then we um, we went and we looked for for alcohol. Like all um, good
0: writers uh, do and should. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's right. And so uh and that's when I started to be friends with Robin and uh we started to to share, you know, projects with each other. He would he would always find some reason for me to come to the um Sandberg Festival of the Mines, which happens in Galesburg every summer uh, or spring. And uh you know, one one year he had me up there to read a poem at the dedication of a statue and a Another year, I went up there with Paul DeRica and uh, and others, and we did a panel discussion on Sandberg in Chicago, and And then he would come down, him and his uh, wife, uh, Liz, they owned a small theater concern called Vitalist Theater. Mm-hmm. And they would um, come, and they would do readings at our events, like our induction ceremonies, our fuller awards, sure. and they would bring other actors. So we became very close, and um, so so, the introduction really is trying to put into context why why I pursued this and why I thought it was important to get done
0: well it also i mean you you do a marvelous job of of detailing uh, very artfully how he inspired you. And also, I uh, you know the fact that after his death, he kind of and you know we you and I neither of us are really in spiritual kind of you know characters, uh, but that he he inspired you after his death, didn't he?
1: Yeah, you know I uh, you know I grew up uh, in a very blue collar household. You know, my dad worked for the Chicago Transit Authority. He was. A bus driver that drove down Halstead, and then he, um, at some point took his apprenticeship and became a maintenance machinist. And my mom worked at different jobs. She worked at the Trophy factory when it was, um, it was what became the Frederick Cooper Lamp factory. Sure, and now, sure. now, 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 of course, it's condos, which is the end of every story in Chicago. Um, but, um, then she worked at, she worked at Steers for a while, and then she worked at a bank. And, but anyway, we, um, uh, you know, we didn't have uh, poetry in my life until, oh, probably, you know, when we moved out to Downers Grove, just before high school, and then we started reading, you know, the Milton and Shakespeare, and things that were just indecipherable and, and dull to me. <laughs> sure. That is. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and so I remember even, um, you know, even when I was at Syracuse University in the MFA program, and I would become, you know, pretty confident in myself as a reader and as a writer, but um, poetry still was a little bit baffling to me. And we had to take a poetry class with um, Brooks Caxton as part of our, you know, a degree work. Mm-hmm. And Brooks is one of the—he's a—for now, uh, you know, I've been friends with him for 30 years. Then he was my, you know, uh, professor. professor. Um, but he's a brilliant poet, and he's uh, also— one of these really erudite poets, right? uh, and um, and and this this is uh, how it connects to Robin. And so, you know, I, at one point he said, uh, you know, it, the assignment for the class is to write a found poem. And so finally, you know, I have been just sort of bluffing and saying things like, oh, it's so, you know, so musical, or, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, there's lots here, you know. <laughs> right, right, else right. to understand the poetry more than I did. So finally, I went up to Brooks and I said, "Brooks, I don't—I'm not even sure I know what a poem is." And he said, "Don, he said, a poem is anything you call a poem." Mm. And that really helped me to to access the poetry. Um, but Robin was was like Brooks. He was really erudite. He was a student of poetry. He was, um, um, you know, he really loved you know the craft of the poetry, and and he could break it down and deconstruct it in ways that I still can't
0: well, um, But uh, what do you yeah. do here you you this book ladies and gentlemen uh, wherever I'm at an anthology of Chicago poetry is worth the price simply for uh, Don Evans uh, introduction uh, but it is so very much more it's a nine and forty three, I think artists and poets of all races, of all sexes, of all types. We'll take a short little break. Plus, it has a Tony Fitzpatrick uh, uh, drawing on the cover. Tony was just on the show about uh, just about an hour ago, Don. Uh, We'll take a break and come back to Don about uh, an event June 13th at the Logan Center, sort of the formal book launch, and what a remarkable book this is. It's also a collaborative effort between uh, between publishers, which doesn't happen often. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Don Evans, in his remarkable introduction to uh, "Wherever I'm At," an anthology of Chicago poetry, writes this. Uh He reached out, I reached out to poet after poet after poet, and those poets recommended other poets who recommended still more poets. And it became increasingly clear that this anthology acted as the ultimate vehicle for community building. I wanted the poems as a collection to reflect the Chicago we know, a Chicago that is different things to different people at different times. You have accomplished that, Don Evans. You must be... uh very uh, gratified and proud of what you put together. I think there are 143 or 34, 134 authors here, and it uh, runs the gamut from people such as Stewart Dybeck, uh, Sandra Cisneros, Angela Jackson, Tara Betts, Patricia Smith, Kathleen Rooney. I just it goes on and on. You have to be really proud, aren't you, Don?
1: I am, and you know it's a, it's a it's a pride that extends. Uh, Beyond ego, it's a different kind of yep. pride, I think, than I've uh, ever had with a book before because it it feels like um, you know, you and I are both you know born and raised in Chicago, love the city, but also realize you know that there are lots of problems in Chicago. Sure, but to, to be able to put together this book that reflects so much talent and passion and thoughtfulness about chicago by people who have a deep connection to chicago you know makes me um, appreciate the city even more and to feel like i'm part of something larger
0: one of the great things that you've done here and i'm I'm sure you were responsible for it is bringing together two different chicago publishers after hours press and third world press i think that's a, a wonderful thing i'm sure that uh they were eager to be part of this correct
1: yeah they were in fact um when we decided to make this the first major chicago literary hall of fame publication um and, and i did that for some practical reasons because robin uh, had a kind of a handshaped deal with a publisher in India, but it didn't seem to me that that was going to work for this
0: Right, place. right,
1: right. And, and I wanted to keep working on the book, which meant I was still chasing down poems and trying to find the exact right artwork, and, and I wanted to keep working on it. And and as you know, if you want to get a traditional publisher, you got to send them everything, and then you got to leave a lot up to them. Oh, of, no kidding. Uh, and, yeah. And, and all that stuff. And they might not publish it for a couple of years or, you know, three so I, uh, I've known Alvin Genova from After Hours Press for a very long time. Really admire what he's done with that journal. No for the kidding. Last 20, 22 years he's been featuring Chicago writers. It's always twice a year a beautiful journal with such great, um, literature all, you know, connected to Chicago. And then of course Hakeem on booty, um, and Farewell Press. It's one of the great presses in the country. And Haki, you know, quite a long time ago said, Don, if you ever, you know, want to publish something through Thorough World Press, you know, you've, you've,
0: you, you have an open door here. Yeah, sure. He's,
1: yeah, you know. So (laughs) I approached him about this, and he, like Haki, is, is want to do. He was like, anything you need, just let us know. And, um, he was excited about the collaboration, and I think, uh, I think it's important to the book as well because, as you mentioned before, one of the things that I was striving for here was to get voices from across the spectrum. Yep. And so Third World Press, there's a lot of Third World Press authors that are in the book, but more so it's, um, you know, they, they don't... Third World Press tends to have uh, a different audience than white presses. Of you course. Know, that, uh, yeah, sure. You know, that, that that tend to be a little bit more in the mainstream. But, you know, Third World Press is... Um, for a very long time now, for a half a century, has been producing the highest literature of any press in the country. So just to be associated with them is, is an incredible thing and, and something I'm really grateful for.
0: I could not agree more. You're, you're likely to have, Don Evans, a number of uh, other events. The event I'm focusing on is uh, Monday, June 13th, at the Logan Center on the University of Chicago campus. But there will be others. I'm going to suggest, Don. Tell me I'm wrong. That people go to Chicago Literary Hof dot org to get all information and can keep keep apprised of what uh, the Literary Hall of Fame is doing because it's a you know, basically a one man operation. I know you have people helping you, but Don started it and Don has been the engine that makes it go. Uh, Don, this book is really, really something. And once again, not to overflatter you. I'm going to say that it is worth the price of admission. Well, I'll do it this way. I'll say it's worth the price, the the of a copy for Don Evans' remarkable uh, introduction, uh, also a very nice uh, forward by another fine writer, uh, Carlo Rotella, and Tony Fitzpatrick's cover. Uh, Tony, who was just on the show a few minutes ago. Don, congratulations. I can't wait to uh, see it fly off the shelves.
1: Yeah, thank you, and we still got a couple of, um, we're almost sold out I mean, it's free event, but um, we almost are at capacity, so if you want to go to the Logan Center on June 12th, 7 p.m., uh, we're going to have food and drink and music, and, uh, and so, so go to the website, you'll find you know, the link for that. And then July 12th, um, we're going to be at the Chicago History Museum, and as you say, there's going to be a lot of other, uh, oh other yeah, virtual and in person. So go to the website and um, you'll find all that. But we're really hoping to, you know, bring out the community and celebrate this together because I feel like so many people are a part of this, and um, which is also true of the Chicago Literary Hall of Fame, by the way. There was a time where. It was more of a one man show, but we have this incredible. Oh, I know. You, know, you got, Randy, you got yeah. Randy
0: Albers helping you out, man. I can't that's get right. better and, than that.
1: And Amy Danzer and Richard Guzman and so forth and so on and so many good people. But uh, but this is really uh, meant to be a celebration. And, and so we're focusing on the launch on June 12th because that's really the day okay when we, in, we're going to have in, a party. We may even have a cake. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Worthy of celebration. Don, it's always yeah. good to talk to you.
1: All right. Good talking to you, Rick.